0: Good afternoon or good morning or good evening. I, I I guess I don't actually know what time it is where you are, but whatever time it is you're listening to The Working Man's Honest Bicycle Program. Uh, I am Greg and I am joined as per always by Matteo. Hey
1: Matteo. Hey, it's 4:30. It it is? That's not late. No. Maybe it's 4:30 no. for you. I <laughs> It's just an early. Early did you not accidentally hear the spin doctors in the 90s, no. in the 19, 19 I, 90s? I,
0: I was thinking like you kept going and I was like is this some kind of bit is there some kind of reference <laughs> happening here that I don't know about <laughs> I was just completely out to sea I was I, I thought you had
1: lost your mind <laughs> yeah. yeah this is a this is a podcast about bicycles uh, for, for bike lovers and bike racers yeah that sounds about right. Primarily, that was my seamless transition out of that. That was that great. One. Yeah, you saved us. It was it was going bad
0: places, but now we're now we're gonna do fine. <laughs> oh man, oh let's try and...
1: My name is Matteo. The other guy is Greg, and we're here to talk about cyclocross. We are.
0: So this is our uh, hashtag CX is coming episode. It seems that we are coming somewhat full circle. It was. Uh, Yay, nine and a half... No, sorry. Uh, let me back up. Not nine and a half. It was but ten and a half months ago that our Humble podcast debuted um, for the first time. And, and we talked about cyclocross that. And then in our second episode, we, we talked some more about cyclocross, uh, specifically in the form of Matteo having a bit of a rant about barriers. Does that sound familiar to you?
1: Um, We were... I feel like maybe you know in the beginning of the podcast we were we were drinking a little bit more, and it 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 sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, we we could have been,
1: but like if if I were on the stand and the prosecutor was like, "Do you remember saying these words?" and threw a transcript down in front of me, I'd be like, Woo. "Well, I actually
0: uh, <laughs> I actually went back and listened to the episode in question." Well, maybe mm-hmm. we should back up and get to what has prompted this discussion. So we received. Uh, we received an email uh,
1: listener email yes, from
0: love yeah it. it's it's very exciting we actually received this email uh, back in late May <laughs> so keep it keep that in mind we just we we've, didn't
1: we've been we've sitting, been on, sitting
0: it. on it because the time just the time just didn't seem right so Aaron <laughs> last name withheld um, please please now you know hopefully you're still listening and your waiting has not been in vain uh, we are going to talk about the email you sent to us so so the, the, the subject line is, I have an issue with a topic you brought up eight months ago, keeping in mind that eight months ago uh, is from late May, uh, which means October, I think. I, I'm just assuming his math is good here. I don't, I can't verify that. Uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of things on my mind right now, so we'll just assume that's correct. So he, he wrote in, and I, I guess I'll just start by reading the, the introduction to the email. Matthew and Greg, first of all, let me just say that I only recently found out about your podcast... Less recently now presumably, and it is great, great in all caps. Yeah, yeah, that's that's important. I think I feel like we should emphasize the all caps. It's not just like that, yeah. you know, it's not like eh, it was great. No, it's great. All right, I'm working my way through your back catalog, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm working my way through your back catalog. And on the second episode, you unanimously stated that barriers in cyclocross are dumb. Pardon the paraphrasing.
1: I would say his paraphrasing is it's fairly, fairly accurate. accurate. I, I do, uh,
0: I want to walk back slightly. My first of all, Mattio said it, and and I, I said and it, and I I, I, I endorsed that position. Um, I do want to to somewhat walk back the full-throatedness with which I endorsed it, uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, so the email says, I, I myself have some opinions on barriers, and then there are many paragraphs. Uh, <laughs> many many paragraphs that are very nicely written, but I'll, I'll try and do, run through them in, in an executive summary kind of way, and we can we can we can sort of a, a, adjust uh, address these complaints as, as they come along. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to try not to read these verbatim because holy cow!
1: Should, should we should we should we just interject and and I could like sort of summarize my argument that you know what what it was the problem that I had. oh yeah yeah that, right? well yeah let's go first of all um, to
0: know yeah Matty you're he's gonna is. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Matty will summarize um, his position. I will say if you want to listen to it, it is episode two. Uh, I can't I can't, in good conscience fully recommend that you listen back to those episodes because I, I, I did listen back as research, and I was kind of appalled by how terrible it was. So I'm glad that um, Aaron here seemed to think that uh, the podcast was so great.
1: Yeah, we've since been working with voice coaches and podcasts, uh... Banter coaches. We've spent yeah and... a lot of
0: money on podcast consultants, and I mean, mm-hmm. really, that's pretty much where all of my my uh, free. Trust yeah, fund well, yes, my trust yeah. fund. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, trust fund <laughs> and plus, you know, my uh, savings account. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, Maddie, why don't you elucidate what what your position at that time at least was?
1: I my my belief is that. Um, barriers are really irritating course features that are very often extremely thoughtless inclusions. Hmm. That there's a nice stretch of riding a bike over grass and someone's like, oh, hmm. let's just put like three or four barriers there, uh, whatever. Because people have to get off their bike. Right. And it... If cyclocross is about like m- mixed media bicycle racing, then barriers are just this kind of unnecessary imposition over the idea that we're just gonna kind of ride our bike and run and scramble over whatever this park has to throw at us between the tape. Right. And they're irritating, and also I got short legs, and I've seen <laughs> tall people just, like, step over barriers with the greatest of ease, and I practically need a goddamn grab <laughs> so... Uh, challenges. That the helps. The struggle is real. The struggle... <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so 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 Aaron took exception. He did take exception. He did take exception, and he had he had several points. This this actually reads a somewhat like a United Nations resolution, actually, but <laughs> we're nonetheless gonna. <laughs> Aaron, you're the best. Uh...
1: <laughs> Whereas running is a hallmark of right. Cross. Yeah. So
0: yes. So that's where we started. So so point one. These are actually numbered. All right. <laughs> so this is very thorough. Uh, so assume running, or at least the occurrence where running is a viable option is a hallmark of cross from my interpretation of the rules and experience racing. This is what it's about. It's what separates it from grass track racing and even mountain bike racing. Okay. Um, so, so, so leaving that aside, I, I'm not entirely sure I completely agree, but I think there's a valid point in there.
1: Did we get into a Twitter argument with someone at some point who said that like, a lot of running was required and like people should wear running shoes or some crazy uh, thing that like might that have been a bicycle
0: forum argument
1: just a, just one of those someone, things. someone wanted yeah, someone okay. thought
0: that it was really cool if um like courses had more running so, yeah yeah I, I think that um there's something to just be said in that like clearing various sorts of obstacles on foot uh and and maybe occasionally having to run where you can't ride probably is a hallmark of cross it's what you expect but I, I, I always find myself taking exception to running because it sort of implies that running is, like, a really substantial part of a race. Uh, and I'm not really sure that that's usually true, especially in, you, in, in American cyclocross.
1: I think that, and I may have said this before, I think that decision-making is uh, the important part, you know? Because you're not... Yeah. You're not going to be, like, running for a long time, but... You know, like I was watching our local training series recently, and there's sort of like a tricky, like, downhill set of off-camera corners, and yeah, you know, the, the first handful of people, when there's plenty of space, they were able to ride that pretty cleanly, but once it, it backed up behind them and there was traffic, it just became so much easier to, for people to get off their bike and run around this yeah. corner, rather than rather than not be able to choose their own lines. Right, right, yeah. And it's, it's not a lot of running, but the decision about what in this, these like five seconds is going to be faster. Yeah, absolutely. It, it it's kind
0: of, and I would say that there's more things having to do with like course design and, and, uh, you know, the, just the limitations imposed by a cyclocross bike and, and et cetera, et cetera, that separated from, from mountain biking and certainly from grass track racing, which is, which is mm-hmm. essentially, you know, it's track racing just on a, just on a grass whole Another British. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. One in Lawrence, Kansas, but that's another podcast for another time. Alright, so skipping ahead, um, uh, let's see, point two is um, that, oh dear, ooh, my computer fell asleep, it's okay, it's fine, alright, point two is that cyclocross is wonderful um, for reasons you covered well in episode one, so very very flexible as to where it can be held, spectator friendly, et cetera, et cetera, but uh, geographical flexibility is an issue, and um, so we say not every venue has hills. Uh, or a 41-step staircase, or a muddy icy downhill. So barriers are a quick and easy way to force a choice between risk and conservatism. Uh, yeah, Okay, I mean, I guess that's fair, but that's, um, I don't know, maybe that's just kind of a bummer. I, th- I think you can usually find something, but th- that that said, like, yeah, barriers are, are a common, I don't know, there's nothing wrong with having barriers per se. That's that's kind of the point that I want to walk back to. I don't I don't think that it's like no course should ever have barriers, and I, I regret the fact that I ever suggested uh, <laughs> that that was the case.
1: My co-host John Carey.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Uh, so so yeah, and uh, what's this, what's to say next? I don't know. Uh, he's also talking about barriers being arbitrary, so perhaps
1: your venues are placing them poorly. Uh, the answer well, to that I is yes. A, I think this is this is yes. this is right on because I I would be willing to concede that rather than hating all barriers, I dislike them because they're too frequently thoughtlessly placed Yes. Yeah. or placed to poor effect. Maybe just a little bit too common. One of those. Well, I, yeah, I,
0: I think that I would be, I would be interested, it would be nice to do one race a year that did not have a set of barriers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of my feeling is that like every single race has uh, a set of barriers, it seems like. And, and that's kind of annoying. Actually, I think that I, there might be a local race that doesn't, I just haven't done enough, uh, enough of them. But I was, I was going through YouTube like you do today and, um, mm-hmm trying to figure out do I want to do this particular race uh, in the in the area uh, in Lowell in November and watching a video of that and I don't remember seeing barriers in that um, helmet cam video or bar cam video or whatever it was so so maybe I actually um, just need to do more courses more races all right
1: the, so the well so my, my, my other reaction to Aaron's comment there is that you know he wrote that um, often the best barriers at the bottom of what would otherwise be a difficult but rideable section, such as a small oh, I disagree. sand pit, making it a, a near mandatory run. And that's, he he says it's interesting and fun, see assumption number one, assuming that running is a hallmark of cross. And I just, I think that it's, it's so much more interesting to have these difficult but rideable sections and see what people choose instead of forcing them on yeah no
0: that, that's actually yeah i have to i have to agree with you there and, and that's not to say that uh there might be other points on the course where that is done and so maybe you just want to force a run and that's that that's okay like if it's if it's fairly reasonable but you know giving up an opportunity to to giving up an opportunity to force a decision on a kind of marginal course feature you know, that maybe you can ride, maybe you can't, uh, is, is maybe unfortunate, especially if you don't have too many opportunities to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, because I, I don't see how making a, a run mandatory or nearly mandatory is, is, you know, an improvement. So,
1: I don't know. That's my take. This is the, This is sort of the point at which I wish we had, like, an experienced cross-course designer. Who could say, you know, oh, here are, here are some of the things that I look forward to make it interesting. Here are some of the things that I think are hackneyed and boring. And, yeah. You know, someone who designs a bunch of courses each year and who who really gets the racing. Yeah. Well, I'm, Cause I... Because I'm, I'm willing to admit, at, you know, at this point that I'm just a hack with an opinion on this matter.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I still have a lot to learn on cyclocross. That's for sure. And mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that you, you should keep that in mind, too, when, when you listen to... Uh, us opinionating on things is that our expertise on on matters ranges from being reasonable to questionable um and in many cases we're you know we're just a we're just a couple of guys who are just shooting our mouths off
1: <laughs> so perhaps, even up, to no perhaps good. even
0: up to no good yes
1: perhaps we're starting to make trouble in your neighborhood yes i don't know could
0: be um <laughs> anyway uh so, yeah, you know, and that's why we do encourage you to write in and tell us that we're, we're full of crap, basically, as, as Aaron did. So feel free to do that. Um, I think I'll just close out. I'll, I'll kind of skip uh, ahead a little bit. And, and Aaron says, if, if you want to complain about an artificial course fixture that is dumb and silly, look at those uh, nailed in staircases that are put on, in my experience, only the shallowest of inclines. They rarely match the they rarely match the inclines, so the tops of the stairs aren't level. They're super rottable by any um, jerk on a mountain. I don't know if I can say this word on the radio. Schmuck, schmuck, schmuck. Is that? Oh yeah, that's a radio oh, friendly okay. word. By any schmuck on a. I, I don't know on on a mountain bike. Unlike barriers,
1: I thought you were having difficulty pronouncing it at first. You were like, I, I don't know how to say this word. <laughs> I have encountered I have encountered Yiddish words before. <laughs> <Phew>. <laughs>
0: All right, which encounter not a non-insignificant amount of skill, and they are ugly so that's that's his closing thought he he doesn't like staircases uh whereas Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know i think those uh nailed in staircases are fine um but you know yeah just put a barrier right at the the bottom instead right after return he says yeah see i i i can't agree with that
1: i actually think that's interesting because the 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 sort of crappy staircases are yeah rideable by anyone like with a bit of skill um, and it's, it's not that hard, but it's tricky when you, you know, kind of been at or above your threshold for 15 or 20 or 30 minutes or, you know, however long, um, you know, once you start getting cross-eyed, that, that's the kind of doable thing that gets really hard. Oh yeah. You know, you can go and clean it in pre-ride. It's fine. Fine
0: oh yeah well there was
1: it's dirt it's during the race or in traffic that it gets to be there, the a very different
0: situation yeah there was uh, um at ice weasels last year there was this nasty off camber left turn over roots um by the by the pond this is at uh, diamond hill i think state park in rhode island and it was definitely rideable in in pre-ride but I was not able to ride it during the race. I just couldn't do it. Like, and I'd had no, it was a little tricky um, during the warmups, but, mm-hmm. but it was like, oh yeah, this is fine. And in the race, I just first lap, I like immediately landed on my bad side mm-hmm. because my collarbone was still pretty tender at that point uh, and was sore for mm-hmm. days actually. <laughs> and so just rode it, just mm-hmm. ran it rather for, for the rest of the race. So, you know. The, that happens, and I don't know the the stairs. There there are shallow stairs like that at uh, well Gloucester, for example, and and I I can't I can't ride those. Anyone with any amount of skill can do it, but lots of us don't really have that much skill, so <laughs> <laughs> they're not rideable for us. All right, so that you know, and that that's Aaron, and, and thanks for writing in, Aaron. Uh, thanks for you know uh, putting yourself out there. Sorry, sorry for making fun of you a little bit. Uh, we don't mean it. Uh, we really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to acknowledge what we're doing here. <laughs> we're we seem to be we seem to be feeling uh, uh, punchy tonight.
1: Um, you know, we're just we're just we're just cutting loose. I really enjoy kind of mulling over the listener emails and uh, interrogating the text a little <laughs> bit, so to speak. Sure. Um, and and kind of you know kind of even if even if we're punching a little bit and the writer isn't there to like defend themselves. Like, shooting over their ideas and going back and forth. You know, we did that with some other stuff about, like, multi-use path etiquette and mm-hmm. something else, maybe. And it's good. It's a good time. Well, I think I it's a good I can't time. can't remember anything we've ever done. No way. <laughs> so I would encourage anyone listening to the, you know to this or, or other episodes, just, you know, feel free to holler at us. We like the emails, and, and when we when we get a good one, we'll trot it out onto the show. We will.
0: Tell, tell us if you don't want us to do that. Though.
1: yeah you should you should definitely specify that otherwise we assume that the the honest bike program at gmail.com is is straight to the microphone <laughs> yeah we won't release your we won't release your name though
0: all right um
1: we will keep your social security number for our purposes only
0: right we yeah well that is assuming it's included in your email signature which which of course it is right that's what everyone so knows.
1: yeah please yeah and um yeah Please include your social security number, uh, a bank account that we can reach you at, um. credit card number. Oh, um, yeah. mother's maiden yeah, that'd be great. name. That's, mother, that's mother's really maiden name.
0: Can't tell you why. All right. Yeah. So so back to uh, hashtag CX is coming, <laughs> and away from this yeah. nonsense. Uh, so I don't know. So it is that prepping sort of time uh, for cyclocross, kind of getting. Uh, mentally ready and, and getting physically ready and, and getting your equipment ready because it is is definitely an equipment heavy sport. So so I don't know in in those categories. Uh, what have uh, what have you been up to? Are, are you feeling Are you feeling like cross is coming? Like are are you ready?
1: Um, cr- cross is definitely coming for me. It is uh for me it's it's it always happens really early when track season is not yet finished and. Trying to transition from track racing to cross racing, I I can't imagine two disciplines that are less similar hmm. uh, in terms of their physiological demands. So, no, really, you think although so, you know, this
0: track is kind of hard and fast uh, as well.
1: It could be it could be because I uh, ride cross poorly. <laughs>
0: um, I'm sorry for interrupting. Continue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's fine, but it's just like, you know, it's kind of going from sort of all fast twitch stuff to a lot of a lot of slower, grindier riding is uh is a difficult change. So, for for me, you know, the the start of the cross season is going out to the August training races on the weeknights and just kind of hanging out and seeing people once the really serious and intense part of my season is over and it starts to be kind of a social transition first. Uh, and then I'll sort of move on to gluing some tubulars that uh, my sweetheart and I share. And uh, eventually some races will come. Mm-hmm. Some races will come. But it's, you know, it was it was bumping up on close to 90 degrees today. Ugh. And I'm not all that motivated to race cross in that weather.
0: It, it is, it's still a little early. It's still, as we record, it's still August uh, 31st. But when September gets here, it'll it'll get started. You'll see. You'll you'll come around. I've I've actually been very uh, I've been anticipating cyclocross pretty heavily this year because I've I've basically had two seasons or maybe a season and a half uh, where I I basically didn't race cyclocross at all and it was frustrating. Uh, I broke my collarbone as uh, listeners may know Uh, last year when we began the show. I was still recovering from broken collarbone that was actually just over a year ago now uh, that i broke it but that was the second time that was the second time i broke my collarbone matteo moreover moreover shame. it was the second time in nine months because i I'd, I'd broken it in early november at the CycloSmart international uh cyclocross in northampton massachusetts uh and so that was the end of that cyclocross season and so yeah. I was really excited. That'll do yeah. it. Well, I was very excited in 2014. I was getting ready. I was finally starting to feel kind of okay. I wasn't very, I wasn't in great shape. But I was I was better than I had been maybe the year before. I don't know. Hard to say. But then uh, we were doing a little practice ride. We were riding around one of the local parks. And I just kind of tipped over my handlebars. Uh, pretty innocuous fall and landed just so. And broke my collarbone again. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> It was a bummer.
1: Don't do that yeah, this year. Yeah,
0: that's the plan. Not to do it. Well, I, I'm, I'm working on conquering my fear now. I, I, I have a well-developed fear of, of shoots and descents um, <laughs> because they've messed me up. But um, I've, I've been working actually right down the street from my house as a playground. Uh, there's Well, there's kind of technically two of them, but it's sort of one big facility and there's this gigantic hill uh and there's some stuff on top of it. The, there's like a community garden and some apple trees on top of the hill and some benches and there's the some sports fields at the bottom of the hill and this is like a giant giant steep hill that i can run up and ride down uh and it's it's steep enough that it's like dragging the rear brake the whole time and big heavy compression at the bottom and so I've been I've been doing stuff like that. I've, I've like you have been gluing tubulars. I'm I'm one of the cool kids now. I've got my carbon fiber tubulars. at long last. Yeah. Nice. What tires are you? using? I have Clement MXPs. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually so I'd never glued tubulars before. Well, I tried in the spring, um, in with road tubulars, and, and it didn't go well. Uh, I didn't I didn't fully clean the wheels really and they were kind of grody old tubulars and they were actually too narrow for the rims. So that didn't go great. Uh, but gluing these Clements was, it was like easy mode. It was no problem at all. And so nice. far they seem to be holding up. I've, I've tested them pretty good at the cross practice around here. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling excited about it. It's, it's, uh, it's weird. I'm still on the rim brakes, you know, still, still canties and, uh, Carbon rims feel pretty different, for sure. But yeah,
1: how do you have you gotten a chance to test out your braking?
0: I have, um, thoroughly, fairly, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I, it definitely is very different from a metal, you know, from an aluminum rim. Like it's, um, it's weird how it's both much grabbier, but also crappier. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice combination. Though it seems like as I've been using them, some it's almost like the way disc brakes kind of bed in. Like some of the some of the brake pad material gets onto the rim or something like that, and they f- they seemed less grabby uh, when I was hmm. racing them. And we'll talk about that maybe because I did a race, um, even mm-hmm. though it's August. Yeah. So I don't know. I've been really excited because I- I've had a couple years. So this is where we get into like the feels. I've just had, you know, a couple seasons and and talked a little bit about this of of being injured and that causing another injury with with my knee, and I've just had, like, a lot of things going on, like, in my real life with uh, moving and and buying a house and and just various things, Um, and so it's been difficult for me to train consistently, and I keep having things that mess up my my ability to do cyclocross, you know, essentially at all last year, and so it's, it's been a while since I came into, you know, especially since cyclocross for me is something that I, I only started three years ago, I only started in 2012, but I came out swinging and, and it was like, oh, I'm actually ki- kind of have a little bit of talent at this, like I'm not completely horrible at this, um, so, so I was really excited about doing more of it and doing well, especially since I was now racing in uh, New England, where it's, you know, it's just a much bigger challenge, a much bigger fields and, and, and all that than in Tennessee where I started, but... You know then it was just so crushing to <laughs> to crush my clavicle and then and then do that again and um yeah so i i was uh i was really anticipating cyclocross i'm i'm more eager than usual maybe
1: i'm i'm really glad for you and i'm pumped that you've got like a cool new bike and you're on tubular wheels which they just make a huge difference in cross. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, absolutely people can go out there and they can race on clinchers. But once you start getting, like, interested in performance, tubular wheels make a really big difference. And the cool thing is, like, you don't need, like, super fancy tubular no. wheels. You can get, like, whatever basic aluminum tubular wheels and glue up, like, get, you know, used tires from a buddy. Yep. Or whatever. That's what I'm running. Who was like, oh, I'm just going to go with some different ones. Like, here's some Grifos. And... It, yes it's best if you have several different tires that you can like choose from on race day but for you know for hacking around one set can get you like most of the way through the season maybe even all the way through the season and you're every single time that you're turning a pedal over it's it's going to be better every time you're, you're turning it's going to be better and you're, you're going to be able to it feel is
0: it. it is better and it's and it, you know it's not as though you know with running one set of of tubulars for the season that you're like the weird person who isn't committed enough right like that's what almost everyone is doing like almost mm-hmm. you know almost no one has like the pit bike and the multiple sets of tubulars like because you know of course that's kind of the, that's just difficult to do and and uh a little bit uh, i i hesitate yes, before saying no, ridiculous totally. but you know it's it's it, that's hard to do but man it's not that it's not that big of um a commitment not not that big of a deal to get a basic set of tubulars and, and it really is uh, it really is a big difference in ride and, and, uh, traction to some extent, though, I, I will say the last time I ran tubulars was actually during that, that 2013 season when I, I wasn't actually that, um, strong, um, during the first p- half of it, when I actually was able to do some racing cause I hadn't broken myself yet. I was on Griffos, um, and, and I found them pretty disappointing, uh, hmm and maybe i can talk about that a little bit um when i talk about this race i did because i want to talk about that a little bit yeah talk about this race you did yeah okay um so it is it is august uh some say that friends don't let friends race cyclocross in august but (laughs) i've been i've been training and trying to get ready and and really anticipating cyclocross season and, and yet also kind of really nervous about where i stand and how i'm doing and and, and wanting to get off to a fast start so that i can try and and work on moving up in the cross results <laughs> standings a little bit since almost everyone stages their their starts by cross results points these days and mine are atrocious um after the last couple of years that was my original thinking and just you know i wanted to see how it's going and i was really pretty nervous about it so um, I decided to do this race down in Springfield. It's actually a two day thing. There was Forest Park on Saturday and Blunt Park on Sunday. I just did the Sunday race at Blunt Park. And it's kind of a weird, kind of a weird one. It's, it's uh, the day before apparently was super jungle cross. This was a little bit less so, a little more conventional, but, but still had a, a fairly extensive section kind of in the woods um, on a trail uh it totally essentially completely flat course no real elevation um lots of it, actually kind of a course uh, Mateo, uh of the sort that you find frustrating where uh it's it's technical in quotes you know what i mean <laughs> all turning lots of slow turns yeah yeah but on on top of that it was that bugs the crap out of me <laughs> yeah it was it was unfortunately a little bit of that. It's not a great course. it was fine, you know, it was whatever it's the first course of the season. I'm glad it was there uh it it was actually something that can suit me pretty well, so I can't complain too much there and, and it should also be said it was quite dry, and the ground is quite dusty, so it was very weird doing prelapse and these corners are just so soft and so blown mm-hmm. out that it was just you're we were just like all over the place just in in warm-ups um you like just shredding sideways yeah yeah, yeah. it was like it, it didn't you did so little grip in so many of these corners it was like you just because the ground would just give way yeah mm-hmm. it was re- it was very weird very dusty <laughs> uh yeah. but the fun the fun thing about that though was that i did the three four race and this was after the uh elite race so the good lines had been burned in now which is not usually the situation you're in when you're doing a three, you know, category three race. It's usually you're racing on the lines that like the fours and fives have have put down, and those are not you necess- Let's say that's not necessarily the best lines. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd
1: say that's yeah. fair.
0: Yeah, um, but the good lines have actually been burned in, which which is interesting. And their, their conditions in the corners were probably terrible, but they had actually on a bunch of these corners by the time they got done, kind of burned them out a little bit like pushed uh-huh. all the dust kind of into a Burmese sort of shape <laughs> on some of these yeah. corners. So you could actually, once you've figured out the, you know, the the line, you could, well, in the Svenness video parlance, you could commit to the rut and kind of
1: rail these things. It's it's so, and, you know, it's one of, one of the cool things about cyclocross. There are a lot of cool things about cyclocross, but, and bike racing in general, that you can do it on the same terrain as the pros. Yeah. And so, you know, getting an opportunity to basically be taught how to do your sport by, like, in-person witness and then, like, this actual tangible uh, physical aid. Yeah. That's – how cool is that? Yeah, it was cool.
0: So, yeah, so I lined up for the race, and and this was actually – this is weird because it was one of the last um, – it's one of the few races in New England that it's still like totally wild west like first come, first serve staging. So it was actually like whenever you show up, like you, you try and show up and get as good a spot as you can. But I was I don't know, I was feeling a little nervous about it. Like I didn't want to just like uh crowd my way into the first row. Oh you got oh, to Oh, but it seems so presumptuous. Like
1: You gotta be pushy, man.
0: No, I, I I ended up in the second row and I was I was pretty okay with that.
1: Race before the yeah, race. I,
0: just, I hate that. It's it's too type A for me. This is why I love that they stage by by cross results points, even though that is a disadvantage for me right now. It's like, uh, just, ugh, uh, hate it. So, and I'm just thinking, like, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, I feel pretty good, but maybe I shouldn't trust that, and I don't know how fast these guys are. So we start, and, you know, I, I, starting is a good thing for me. I have a pretty good start. I, I, I'm kind of sprinty. Uh, you got a Yeah, kick. Yeah, yeah, and I – so I actually settle in pretty well, like to, I don't know, six wheel or something like that. It's really tight hole shot. It's basically a 180 onto the, onto the dirt and we come back mm-hmm. and because people were taking silly lines, I, I picked up a spot right there at the hole shot, <laughs> just cut inside. I was like, whoop. Legit. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. In, in the sprint, actually, it was kind of funny. Um, there was some momentary um, contact, um, uh, you know, some shoulder and elbow rubbing with someone mm-hmm. uh, i didn't really think much of it uh, there was some yelling um uh, but i i don't know i just shrugged it off <laughs> i don't people <I'm> are gonna yell <laughs> yeah and, and, uh, people sometimes get a little excited it didn't really seem like a big deal to me uh so yeah we're racing i'm like fifth wheel and i'm trying to do this thing where i actually uh don't like just go crazy and blow myself up like in the first third <laughs> of the race I'm, I'm trying to like stay controlled you know, and, and settle in, but, you know, we're cruising along and, and I'm kind of coming back down from the like, ah, excitement of the start and, and trying to get into
1: the groove. <laughs> trying to like settle in
0: and catch your breath. Yeah, exactly. Settle in, catch my breath and everything. And we get to, you know, where we kind of get through to the halfway point of the lap and I'm starting to feel I'm like, I feel like, not like this is easy, but I'm like, this is comfortable. Like I could go faster than this like, I could go this pace for a long time. Like, this is not a problem at all.
1: That's a really nice yeah, feeling. like, this
0: is sub-maximal pace. Like, okay, that's good. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're, we're going along, and uh, I'm, you know, still, like, I don't know, fifth, I think, yeah, fifth wheel at this point, and the guy who took the whole shot is kind of slowly pulling away, and the guy in second place is also slowly pulling away, but not quite as quickly, and I'm starting to get a little bit like, oh, crap, you know, I need to get out in front of these guys. And, you know, we we get to uh, a bunch of these, you know, kind of 180s in a row. And uh, we're going so slow. And this is later, my my uh, teammate Mike was telling me that some of the passes that w- were just hilarious because we were going so slow. But I, I just like finding the line and like, whoop, there's a spot into fourth. Mm. and uh, Which was great. It was just like, oh, man, I have like, I am feeling... Like I've I've got this down so much better than the people around me. That's a really nice. Yeah, game. oh, it was great. It was great. And then we do um, the last 180 before a fairly long straightaway, and um, it's one of the pretty loose and dusty ones. And the, the guy in front of me just eats it. Uh, the guy in third place. So I'm like, okay, tickets punched. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm up on the second place guy's wheel like right away, and. Uh, try and pass him on uh a 180 not so many 180s on a wide 180 around a tree and this is what, this was actually really funny because i caught this guy pretty quick there was probably 10 seconds at this point to the to the guy up front um and i go to pass him and i try and sprint past him but but didn't quite clean it and, and, and he like leans over and puts his like his shoulder <laughs> into me and his elbow mm-hmm. <laughs> no i mean you know that i wasn't like mad about it exactly i was just like dude like um i'm gonna be passing you like 30 seconds from now like was was there really any point to that but like okay (laughs) fine yeah exit yeah (laughs) it was just one of those things where it just was like it wasn't like uh strategically all that important like to to block me out it's like uh I'm yeah it's it's, it's happening. like i'm faster than you <laughs> so which is a great feeling i love being faster than people oh man but i can't really blame him because i kind of race like a bastard myself uh <laughs> i mean i already sn- i already snaked that spot at the whole shot so uh <laughs> which probably got some scowls
1: <laughs> um, but whatever,
0: yeah. So uh, anyway, I, I did. In fact, you know, a couple turns later, we went over some little barriers, and there was a tiny little hill, and I passed him and took the good line, and that was that. And then I was chasing, and uh, I was just trying to make up the twelve seconds I had in this seven lap race because um, they were short laps to the guy in front. And and oh man, I got I got so close. I, I I pulled this guy back to like the thing is he got away from you know the guys in front of me who were slower than me. Um, mm-hmm. but he, he himself wasn't really like, he was way str- like stronger, like in a straight line than me, but I think I was much mm-hmm. better in the corners. Um, hard to say. Cause I, I didn't have a great view of him all the time necessarily, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, but he, he didn't like really put time into me. I was actually gaining on him and, and then yeah. eventually, you know, and I thought, I actually thought about halfway through the race, I really thought I was going to catch him and win
1: for a little while because he was like six seconds up you know that's that sounds like a good race like not just a good race for you like obviously a good race and a good result but that bit of uncertainty that excitement
0: yeah i like that yeah it was and it was and i got that kind of like little tingly feeling like oh this is gonna go really well so yeah ultimately i got second (laughs) place i i I, he, he pulled out um a gap of it a little bit again to like 10 seconds Uh, i went crazy on the the last lap to try and catch him and and ended up sliding out um so that was kind of a a a done thing but hey you know i had nothing to lose because i had like 40 seconds on the chasers um but yeah Yeah. it was still it was awesome it was like big confidence it was like oh okay like this is going to be okay like this cross season is going to go all right you know what i mean nice like I like what I'm yeah, hearing. So, so feeling good about that. Feeling, feeling ready to to uh, hit the real races. You know, I I, I will say, um, oh, the tires. Yeah. So the thing the thing that had bothered me about the Griffos was that um, we we race on a lot of grass here in the United States. There's a lot mm-hmm. of grass. Um, I didn't find that the Griffos did very well on grass. <laughs>
1: They're they're not super duper on grass. They just don't quite bite. No, they enough. don't.
0: They don't bite. Um,
1: they're 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 good
0: on like damp ground. Yes, yeah, very very much so. Well, and but it's also partly an artifact of of the design of the tread, which is from a different era of of cross Because this design came out. This is you know, and for those who don't, know, this is like a dot and chevron uh, tread pattern, basically, and. There are slight differences between, this is essentially what most of the traditional all-round tires are. And there's slight differences between them. Some have bigger side knobs than others. I understand that the Dugast ones have bigger side knobs and are a little mm-hmm. bit bitier on grass, which is good. But these tires were designed when people were racing on like 28 millimeter tubulars and they were pumping them up to like 60, 70, 80 PSI in cyclocross. <laughs> so so when you do that you've got this pointy chevron kind of digging in and it's it's you know it's kind of this pointy digger shape and it's hooking up it's like a trowel um Mm -hmm. but the style now is that you know of course tires are um limited by the uci and and so effectively limited for many amateurs if you aren't running clinchers to 33 millimeters and and with uh, casing design having and, and construction having come a long way, they're so much more supple that low pressure is how it's done. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're running these things. I was racing um, this weekend. I had, and this was high pressure for me. Uh, I had something like 27 PSI in the rear and I had uh, like 24, 25 in the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the reason was that that it was that high is because there were some Rudy sections. Uh, like there was this one Rudy section that I was actually struggling on and, and bottomed out a bunch of times. And by the way, when you bottom out a carbon tubular, oh my god, it's horrifying. <laughs> it makes such a horrible cracking sound. Uh-huh. Oh, I was so freaked out by
1: that. Oh, I did not like that at all. It's it's probably not the rim. It's probably the spokes
0: Yeah, you're. That's. Oh, thank you. You're making me feel a lot better. It is probably the spoke. Yes. But why would it make that sound? I don't on know a that for sure, but I am making it feel better. I've bottomed out aluminum rims and they just go tunk. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. Didn't like it. All right. <laughs> but they seem fine. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all right. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, point is that now, you know, when you run that kind of pressure on a, on a Griffo, um, it just kind of flattens out that chevron. And I don't think it, it works the same way.
1: Yeah, you uh, yeah, that's true. That's a that's an interesting point. I mean I've always found that griffos have like pretty good like straight yes. ahead traction. Yeah. Um cornering mm. it's the the cornering gets a, a little bit vague sometimes. Yeah. Uh and that's Well, I'm I'm happy to that's, report that I, I
0: feel that the MXP's pretty much solved that problem that's really that cool you lean you lean them over and they grip now i didn't have a lot of grip on this course because it was very soft like i said i definitely was doing there were some turns where, where i was kind of doing some some two-wheel drifting a little bit um which is
1: <laughs> which is which is rad
0: um but it's also totally like whoa right. and and uh it was also really cool by the way i you know i did this as a really controlled race which is, is something I'm, I'm trying to learn to do and uh, it, it really drove home just an important lesson about cyclocross, which is that smooth is fast. Um, it's so easy to get ahead of yourself, and, and I do this, and get kind of frantic and and just, like, attack every corner. It feels, like, like at the limit, like and that's how you feel like you're going fast. But if you're doing that mm-hmm. and you're kind of at the borderline of control and you're frantic, you're, you're probably not really going to go through as fast because you're going to make mistakes.
1: Yeah. Um, but I was... You're going to, like, grab a lot of break coming into a corner because yeah. you think you're coming in super hot because you're jumping super hard out of yeah. it and so on and yeah so
0: forth. I fo- yeah i focus on keeping it smooth and i i did make mistakes i did get frantic at times and stuff like that but for the most part yeah i felt really smooth and it was good it was like yeah okay this is working and you know th- it's always it's it's nice to see evidence that your your technique is working because you're gapping people uh so that
1: was nice yeah oh I'm I'm super excited that you're having a really great time with Cross that you're you're you know excited to put together a good season and that you're not going to break a collarbone this the year. Plan. Everything's yeah,
0: fine. it's great and and I'm going to see if I can pull together you know maybe some more podiums, maybe a win. We'll see. Uh, but I'm pleased. I'm I'm feeling a lot better than, about it than I was a week ago. Like okay, okay, I'm going to be fine. One way or another, I'm going to be fine. And and I will say one, one, one last comment to the people who are, who are, um, I know there are people who are saying, Oh, cyclocross in August, Oh, worst thing ever. You know, how could you, it's pretty bad. (laughs) How could you be doing that? Blah, blah, blah. Friends don't let friends race CX in August. I understand, (laughs) but look at it. Look at it this way. Like I, I, I hear you by the way, it was hot, you know, like it's, it's not quite time for full commitment to cyclocross, like for sure. But think about it like, like baseball. The, the official professional baseball season starts in, in what? Early April, mid-April?
1: Or something got awfully but early. There, yeah. But there are games in February.
0: And they don't mean much. You know, they're just training. But there are games going on, right? Because you got to get dialed in. you got to be ready. And and once you get started, you know, that's that's the real season. Like, the big races in New England are early. Uh, because you have holy week is the last weekend in september last week in september into the first week of october basically and that's that's Gloucester and providence and 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 that's kind of those are the biggest races in the area
1: that makes sense that makes it makes it makes sense to think of it kind of geared around new england holy Week. yeah and
0: and, you know a lot of people haven't done didn't do these races um and it is early and you know it's just you know important not to take it too seriously that doesn't mean that i'm not that i'm going to be uh any less delighted about uh landing on the podium on uh, my first uh first day out but
1: you know a lot of people... you absolutely should be delighted <laughs> yeah. to land on the podium because
0: well, i'm sure a lot of other people would have been happy to as well it's not like they weren't trying so yeah uh yeah it, it's just a good chance you know especially since it's not like i started in mid-august it was literally the 30th of august that i did this so yeah you know, it's getting dialed in and seeing where you are, and I happen to be pretty happy with uh, where I seem to be. And now I don't race for a couple weeks. Anyway, do we have any more thoughts on cyclocross? Because we should probably uh, wrap up this episode.
1: I think uh, I think we will be sure to check in with you as your season develops. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm
1: I'm hopeful. I'm yeah.
0: I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, That's good. All right. Well, um, if you would like to read more of our ramblings you can do so on Twitter uh, you can find me there at Grolby.
1: and uh oh and uh, I'm also on on the Twitter at underscore Matty fantastic yeah we have a and you can email us and tell us about your cross season about how hashtag CX is coming for you <laughs> and you can email us at uh, honestbikeprogram at com. and please do as we said. Yeah, we'd love to talk about it.
0: All right. Uh, well, with that, good night, everyone. We'll catch you next time.
1: Buongiorno.